AFC Championship, NFC Championship, Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, 49ers. Who makes it to Super Bowl 58? And who is left standing? Let's find out right now on Championship Weekend Post Game. Start the intro. You are locked in. Championship Weekend Football on the Sports for Beginners podcast. This is the post-game show bringing you today's matchups from the AFC and NFC featuring the contenders, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens with the Detroit Lions. Versus the San Francisco 49ers, who is moving on to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Let's all find out right now by sending it over. our host of the program and host of the championship weekend pregame, Thomas McGregor. All hands on deck for the final showdown. weekend continues and has met an end at the time of this recording we now know who is left standing in the AFC and the NFC hello everyone welcome into championship weekend post game show on the sports for beginners podcast I am your host Thomas McGregor playing in the background is the championship broadcast edition of Super Bowl 58 CBS on NFL. This is going to be an interesting post-game show for many of us. As we were hoping to have this out by the time the NFC and the AFC championship games were beginning and continuing. Now that we know who is remaining 
in the championship game. Let's find out how they got there. But before we do, let's relive the divisional matchup of the eliminations in the NFC on how Detroit and the 49ers made their way in. We'll do that at the later half of this opening segment. First of all, I'd like to welcome you all in to another exciting edition of the Post Game Show. And I'd like to kick off this opening segment with talking about the afternoon game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes taking on The Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson. But we can't do that. Without. Getting pumped up. For the game. So. What was our trailer. For Ravens. And. Sheep. Let's. Pop it up. And get ready. Here comes the Kansas City Chiefs Baltimore Ravens trailer. If you heard it already in the pregame show, you can feel free to skip it and go to the next topic of conversation. We will also be talking about the NFC. But for now, let's talk AFC between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. It's over at Arrowhead. The team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy. These games are rare. For some, they never come. Kansas City is the AFC champion. But now, we get to take this show on the road less traveled. And the next step is bringing the Lamar Hunt trophy back home. This season, we've embraced a new role. Wide open, left side, caught! Touchdown! We know it's not about what stands in our way. It's about standing on business. I'm doing it! I'm doing it! 
anytime, any place, no matter what. Now, another challenge awaits, but we'll be ready. We're here to keep the Lamar Hunt Trophy where it belongs, and we've never wanted it more. Never wanted it any more. It belongs in Kansas City. Some people would say that's true. Some people, not likely to say it's true. So, the Chiefs. And the Ravens, as many of us have saw on the TV, battled for the Lamar Hunt Trophy. But who came on top? Only one of the AFC teams left in this AFC Championship game is going to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. But who would it be? Well, Baltimore and Kansas City gave you that answer Sunday afternoon. At MNT Baltimore, Maryland Stadium. So, courtesy of our CBS Sports app, download the app for yourself, follow your team, follow any sport you're just getting into. Like all AFC Championship games that I have recently watched. It's got to be the quarterbacks that get the AFC championship on the nose. And who better to start us off than Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Deep pass right for 19-yard touchdown. Harrison Butker kicks it up. The Kansas City Chiefs are in the lead, but only by seven. Only a touchdown. Lamar Jackson. Next up, right? He passes the same way. Deep right. And it's Zade Flowers. With the touchdown. Jason Tucker kicks it up. Extra point is good. We are even at seven apiece. Seven for Baltimore. 
seven. For Kansas City. Baltimore and Kansas City feel like this is a game that people will 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 watch for generations. Swifties, yes, I know Taylor Swift was there, and I know you're on that team's side. But let's continue talking about the game. After the first quarter, the game is tied. Kansas City seven. Baltimore. Seven. It's time for the run game to take flight. And who better than Isaiah Pacheco? Who rushes for two yards, a touchdown, Harrison Butker. Picked it up. It is now 14. Kansas City. 7. Baltimore. Now, is Baltimore worried? They probably should be. But no, they ain't. Until this happens. With just eight seconds left in the first quarter half, second quarter of play, Harrison Bunker is told he needs to nail a 52-yard field goal Fifty-two yards. Seems impossible, right? Well, it's up. And it is good. Kansas City goes into the half feeling really good about themselves. In just eight plays with 55 yards and a time of possession going into half, a minute 42. Time of possession. Not much to speak about in the fourth quarter or the third quarter, but around the fourth quarter, Jason Tucker back on the field for the Baltimore Ravens. And while we have a commanding lead for the Kansas City Chiefs, in the likes of which they have 17, uh, Baltimore has seven leading Baltimore by 10 points. Jason Tucker back on the field, picks it up, which is a 43-yard field goal. Picks it up. It feels like 2 minutes and 38 seconds into this fourth quarter, it feels like Kansas City may be in trouble. But the defense line that always comes out saying defense wins championships, it prevails 
And Kansas City walks out of Baltimore, Maryland, your 2023, now 2024, AFC champion. And are headed to Lombardi Trophy in Las Vegas. Your final score, thanks to Jason Tucker for kicking that 43-yard field goal up and good. Baltimore Ravens 10, Kansas City 17. Let's get down to both head coaches of this game in the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs before we get to our game stats. And to start this opening segment with the head coaches, we'll hear from Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs on his thoughts after an interesting finish against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. But first, we have a victory speech in play. Let's hear that first. We, in fact, do have a victory speech. And it looks like the victory speech, his tagline is, we're not finished. Well, no crap, you ain't finished, Andy Reid. You took care of business. And now it's all about Sunday. One last time. But let's hear what he and the guys had to say on their AFC championship win Here it is The guys who called it Patrick Mahomes Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Celebrating a victory. And then Andy Reid will take us into our first opening segment break. We'll wrap up our opening segment with the words from Baltimore Ravens coach. And then It's time to talk NFC. Both attendance records of each game will be revealed at the end of the middle segment and will be revealed again in the final segment of the program. Here are the victory speeches. 
Hey, in case you didn't know, we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah! We're not done yet. We're not finished. We'll send out one more. Uh-huh. But in the meantime, enjoy this son of a gun. Like I've been saying, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Hey, we're In case you didn't know, Chiefs Nation, if you didn't watch the game and you're a fan of the Chiefs, obviously you did watch the game because you got to cheer for your team. But in case you didn't know, Andy Reid wants you to know, how about them Chiefs are going to Super Bowl 58? In case you didn't know. So now let's hear from the AFC Championship coach of that victory. And here is thoughts after the game. What does, what do we have in store from AFC Championship winner over the Baltimore Ravens? The head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs wraps up this portion of the opening segment, and then we'll get to our game stats. Get ready for Lions and 49ers to look at after hearing from head coach of the now once alive, now eliminated Baltimore Ravens as they approach the offseason. One game short of becoming Super Bowl 58 champions. Andy Reid, take us out to a break in the action with our friends over at Broadcast Map and a word from our station. Championship weekend continues right after this from Broadcast Map and a word from our station. But first, Andy Reid, how about them? Chiefs! How about them Chiefs? Let's hear what the winning coach of the AFC Championship game had to say. All right. Um, I don't have any injuries for you right now, so I'll have to get them to you tomorrow. Uh, but my hat goes off to uh, the Ravens and the, and the city here of Baltimore. You've got a great football team. Uh, we appreciate your hospitality. It's a great environment to play in. Um, and then how about the Chiefs? You know, I mean, what a great deal that was. Uh, I thought our guys played hard, aggressive football. Um, it always starts with the offensive defensive line. They they came out, you know, with a purpose here and, and played their hearts out. Uh, Pat Mahomes did a great job 
again uh, as he normally does. But starting the game off with 11 completions, straight completions, uh, that's something, something special. And then to manage the game, things that get kind of thrown by the side is him taking a sack there at the end. So um, as opposed to trying to fit the ball in, um, he, he took the sack, kept the clock running, good things happened there uh, at that particular time. So, and then our defense was outstanding. Uh, we were able to get a lead, and we were able to maintain that lead and, and did it with, a, with great personality there, so, as they've done uh, throughout the season. But my hat goes out to Spags, uh, to Nags, and, and to Tobe uh, for the jobs that they've done as coordinators, putting things together, and most of all, keeping the hope up, right, when things weren't maybe going as well. MVS is a picture of that. So people coming down on him everywhere, he keeps it right there and does a great job with it. I, mean, I thought he was just phenomenal. Uh, that kid, um, he's taking a beating here. And he was able to just hang in there and, and battle. So, anyways, time's yours. <coughs> it was, yeah, it was, no, it wasn't hard to call. I mean, just a couple words. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, um, it, it was zero blitz. We knew it was going to be zero blitz, and, uh, or at least had a good idea. I mean, you never really know, but, but we thought we knew. So, and it was, and it got MVS, you know, in a great position right there. I'm losing my voice here. Uh, got him in a great position uh, to make the play. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's, he's, Travis is always fired up. You know, he's always fired up. Um, <laughs> but with the playoffs, he's even more so. And so um, I never worry about him being ready to go. He's always right there and um, just brings that emotion uh, to, to the guys. That, that uh, just secure feeling that we're going to go get this thing uh, no matter what. And don't think of anything, don't think of anything opposite that. We're, we're going to get it. So I appreciate his attitude always. Uh, and he's just added a little bit to it. And I think that week off helped him. Um, so. Just uh, for him to um, be able to get a little bit of rest and get in there and, and go. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, easily you could fold. Um, I told you that after our game, our last game against Buffalo, I never. I, the thing that stood out to me most was just the positive attitude on the sideline through the highs and the lows of positive head that kind of tells you the season um gives you the whole story there the guys uh never doubted uh they just you know they put themselves in a position where you had a chance and they they you know they took care of that and yeah. it was a great great attitude on this team just related to that andy of the story how you got here that's that what it is yeah Listen, I, I think so. It, uh, one thing, Vahe, it's tough to back-to-back-to-back seasons. That's a tough thing. You've played a lot of football games, um, and, and you've got to work through that. You know, you've got to work through that mentally. That's not an easy thing. And so um, I'm so happy for the guys and how they, how they handled that. You know, and, and when, it, when it came time to put the hammer down, uh, they put the hammer down, which was, which was important. And the best part is we're not done. You know, we, we've got another game. and. Uh, you love these seasons to carry on as long as they can possibly carry on, and, and we're there. 
and that's uh, and now we we we've, we've got to get right back at it and, and start grinding for whoever wins this this game here. <clears throat> Yeah, so yeah, so what you get when I say that, what you get is everybody's best shot. So every week you're gonna get the best shot. And um and so you you get there are no there are no games off for any of that stuff. There's not any in the NFL anyways, but there are no games off. There's no light opponent. Um you've got to bring it every week. And so um again, to be in this position that tells you a little bit of something about the mental makeup of this football team. All right, we got, hey guys, we got to go really fast here. Go ahead, Mark. When you talked earlier in your back, throughout all this, I've never doubted, no. No, uh, that's not how we roll. So, never doubt. Go ahead. I thought. I thought we did a great job. That's an explosive offense. Um, start looking at categories of, of efficiency, and they're, um, they're number one in a few spots there. So uh, you've got to make sure when you come in with that that you keep that quarterback somewhat in the pocket the best you can, and he's, a, he's an unbelievable competitor. So I, I thought our guys were able to do that up front. Um, <clears throat> I thought our linebackers did a good job. We asked them to um, not only cover tight ends, a great tight end, but also, uh, these receivers at times, so we could, you know, Spags had a variety of things he was throwing at him at, at the offense, and I thought our guys did a nice job with all that. Last one, coach. Uh, speaking of defense, <coughs> yeah, no, I, I heard it was because his wife moved in, you know, to back here, you know, to Kansas City, which is a great thing. She's also a phenomenal cook, we appreciate her desserts, she makes a great, great banana cream pudding. Uh, which he's done every week this this season. So, um, anyways, um, Spags, Spags, I've known him a long time since the old college days. So I, I just uh, appreciated his effort and putting all these game plans together. He's not, you know, he and I are about almost the same age. So we're, we've seen a couple games. All right. Thank you. All right, good. All right, we'll take it.
looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams, listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. Sports conversations, sports media, and important topics for athletes and fans alike, and at times, my favorite sports teams. Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor, where we will break down all of the action. To learn more about the podcast, like the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Championship weekend post game. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. This is the Sports for Beginners podcast. We have just taken care of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Hearing from head coach of the Chiefs, Andy Reid. And now, with Andy Reid out of the way, and the victory speech of the AFC out of the way, it's time to find out, using our shared screen here, how both teams did on their stats. So how did both teams do in terms of their game stats? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs and Baltimore Ravens kind of exceeded my expectations on the total yards. And this portion of the opening segment will feature the Baltimore Ravens head coach from being eliminated. We'll also include the victory speech. Moving to the AFC Championship, where they defeated the Houston Texans. Still to come in the middle segment, we'll hear from the divisional NFC eliminated teams in the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we'll hear portions of those coaches because we've got Super Bowl weekend to prepare for. And with the Kansas City Chiefs 
and Baltimore Ravens exceeding my my expectations on good yardage. One could make an interesting impression on how this game would go by saying that the winning team of the yards game was the Baltimore Ravens. 336 yards total. Once again, that's 336 yards total in yards for the Baltimore Ravens. Having the likes of what you see the Kansas City Chiefs finish the afternoon with a total finish of 319 yards total. But remember I said stuff in the other games that we did, whether it was Super Wild Card Weekend or the championship pregame that sometimes winning the game doesn't mean you have to you have to use a lot of yards again this is brought to you by nfl.com where you can get the latest analysis of each game follow your team and get everything football related. The passing yards, they met my expectations actually, like the total yards. For example, Kansas City, I actually thought they were going to get more than just 230 yards in passing. Like maybe 330 yards. Passing, but I'll take 230 passing yards any day of the game. Any day of the week, excuse me. Baltimore, a little bit better, 255 yards passing. We also had on the run game a very, very interesting run game. As Kansas City rushed for a total of 89 yards. And Baltimore rushed for a total of 81 yards. Both teams' average yards per play were 6 and 4. 4 for the Chiefs. Six for the Ravens. Kansas City, as we go on the scoreboard, scored seven points. Excuse me, 17 points. And Baltimore scored 10 points. But both teams got a touchdown.
And that happened in the very beginning of the game. Kansas City, again, with their chances of not throwing interceptions, or at least fumbling the ball and, lo and losing it. Nothing to say here. Nobody's sacking Patrick Mahomes, and nobody is making him throw an interception. Well, yes, Baltimore actually will sack. Patrick Mahomes. But before we get to the sack, Baltimore lost the ball two times and intercepted the ball with Kansas City being the interceptor once. Lamar Jackson just couldn't get a reception and an interception was thrown by him. Lamar Jackson, not really good job by him, but hey, it's worth it to say it was a try because they didn't do very well on the sack, on sacks allowed either. Baltimore allowed four sacks, Kansas City just allowed two to come to Mahomes. We get to the penalties. But before we get to that, let's get to the time of possession. And before we get to that, let's get down to the third down efficiency. Which we'll also follow up with on our CBS Sports app. How they did on fourth down as well. If there were any fourth downs. Before we get down to third down efficiency. When we talk about yards per pass, because we always do that in these sorts of standings, while the passing yards was 241 for the Kansas City Chiefs, out of 39 completions, 30 of which were completed, with Patrick Mahomes finding people to pass to. Lamar Jackson, same scenario, but on 37 attempts, only 20 completions were made. Both teams' yards per pass 5.6, 6.2. Five point six for five point six for the Chiefs and six point two for the Ravens. Mahomes sacked two times for eleven yards. Lamar sacked four times. For a loss yardage of 17. Third 
32 rushes on 16 rushes for Baltimore. 32 rushes for the Chiefs. Yards per rush for them, 2.8 yards per rush. Yards per rush on the side of Baltimore, 5.1. Baltimore was very bad at red at in the red zone. Had one chance they had and they couldn't connect. However, they also was able to stop Kansas City three times in the red zone, but the first two were able to be completed as Kansas City was efficient in the red zone. Two out of three times. Their goal to go efficiency, though, since we never saw Baltimore do it, they completed it the first chance they got it, and they countered. All right, we've been moving past third down a little bit. So, third down. Kansas City converted eight times out of 18 attempts in third down efficiency. They only converted once on fourth down in just two tries. Baltimore converted both times they had the ball on fourth down. Two times and they converted on each. Third down, not so much. On just 11 tries, they only converted three times on third down. And now the time of possession, which will bring us into hearing from coach of the Baltimore Ravens. as they finish the season one game short of the Super Bowl at the AFC Championship is where their journey would end. Let's hear what they had to say. Let's hear what the coach had to say following the defeat. But before we get there, What was their trailer heading into this game? Let's hear that to start us off. Out of the night that covers me. 
black as the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. Yesterday's triumph means nothing now. There's no time for comfort. No moment to blink. Not when a familiar threat is in our path. Not when our goal, once a vision, now in our sight. History calls for a hero amidst the darkness. And we will light the way. Through the unknown. Through the noise. This is our city. Our moment. To hit everything that moves. To shake the earth. To show the world. to take what's ours. Take what's yours. Well, Unfortunately, the Kansas City Chiefs took it from you. And now it's time to hear from the coach of the Baltimore Ravens after the loss, 17 to 10. Let's hear from the coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and then let's shift over to the good vibes from Baltimore in their last victory, if there was a victory speech, when they met Kansas City as they were going to face Kansas City for the AFC Championship. Then it's NFC action to kickstart our middle segment. This is the wrap-up edition of the opening segment. And it begins with the coach of the Baltimore Ravens. That's here. Rob, head coach. Do you wish solutions to your business? The Baltimore Ravens.
I hear what he had to say following the loss. The other head coaches of the NFC divisional round are also still to come. When we get down to the final segment, I like to remind you that we will hear from the now eliminated AFC championship coaches, NFC championship coaches, on how they felt going into the game. But before we hear how they felt going into the game, we'll hear how they feel with the season over, done with. And we'll get to the attendance record as well in the final segment. This is Championship Weekend. John John Harborough is the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. And we're hearing from him. Right? Now, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Wait for the Lord and be strong. And that's for me. Um, what questions do you have? And, um, you know, after a loss like this, what was kind of your message? Uh, I was proud of them. I'm proud of the season that they had. I think I feel like uh, like it was a it was a team that had. A lot of challenges. You know, I don't think it was a team that was too highly touted coming into the season by, by the pundits and the prognosticators and all that. And I think they proved a lot of people wrong all year. Quarterback made a statement all year. Uh, so many players. So many players that had so much to prove. I think of a guy like John Simpson, you know, just off the top of my head. who had so much to prove and come in and play the way he did. Um, you know, uh, Jadavian Clowney and Kyle, Kyle Van Noy, just two guys that came in late, you know, that, that – uh, you know, it didn't seem like anybody else wanted, right? And they came in and played the way they did. So uh, there's so many stories on this team, so many individual stories. The message is, to, you know, is, is, you know, eyes straight ahead, you know, your chin up, your chest out, and, uh, and understand what you, what you did accomplish. And uh, I'm proud of them. John, what's your immediate thought as to why the offense wasn't able to kind of put its best foot forward? Uh, we just weren't able to, you know, we had a couple opportunities to score down there. We didn't get the touchdowns. I mean, it was really a defensive struggle. If you step back and look at the whole game, and uh, they were able to score the points, and we weren't. How so, much of a, how tough was it, obviously, to come back from today's turnover? I know there were a couple other pivotal moments there, but it seemed like a moment where We were fighting like crazy to get back in, and I think, you know, strategically, we moved the ball back down the field. We were fighting to get the ball back at the end, you know, with the clock and everything, and they hit the one pass. Uh, we were close to getting the ball back at the end to have a chance to score. So that's what we were trying to do. I mean, you're against the clock there. A lot of different strategic, strategic moves to try to get that done. And uh, then they hit the one pass. 16 rushing attempts is definitely not what you guys normally do. It was kind of that kind of a game, I'd say. You know, that's the way it worked out. Game, kind of the way the game went. How disappointing were some of the penalties where um, it seemed like maybe losing composure at a couple of points. You know, shits, yeah, really don't have anything to say about those until I get a better look at them. What do you say to Lamar when he's had the season he's had? And I know he's not going to like that performance today. I told him to stand up tall. You know, he's had a great season. He, he, his performance today was all heart. He fought. He went out there and gave it everything he had. So I don't think that's anything that I'd be disappointed in. What was uh, 
the message in the locker room afterwards. I know you told him you were proud and all that. That was a message. Yeah. Despite what happened in the regular season, I mean, what was their reaction afterwards? I mean, did anyone stand up and say anything after you did, Coach? No. I mean, guys were talking to one another. We said the we said the Lord's Prayer. We said that. John was Marlon not able to go in the second half, and we saw things didn't really seem out there after halftime. Yeah, it was just this way we went. I'm not sure exactly uh, where he was at physically, but uh, he played as much as he could. I can tell you that. That's that's how Marlon works. Chiefs lost a fumble out of the end zone last week. Obviously, you saw that. So he's reaching for the goal on something that you coach or coach to avoid. We coach two hands when you reach for the end zone. Uh, he had two hands on the ball. Was there anything in particular about their defensive plan that you felt like was making it especially hard on your offense? No, they did what they always do. They're very well coached. Uh, they play hard. Uh, Spagnola, Steve Spagnola, Spags, my, my, my good friend Spags, is, is a great coach. Okay. Okay, thanks. John, head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, that is the head coach of the now eliminated. Baltimore Ravens. All right. We're going to send us off into the middle segment with the AFC now having finished. And been and been done. And move over to the NFC before we get down to talking about each game and how they did in the last of their plays. It's NFC conversation time when championship weekend continues. But first, once again, like I said with the Kansas City Chiefs, if you missed this one during the pregame show, pause this and move it to the next, pause it and move it to the next one. If you've heard this already in the pregame, if you haven't heard in the pregame, and you want to hear it in the postgame, stay with us. We return to talk NFC and wrap up with our plays of the championship weekend. On the first half of the middle segment. On the first half of the middle segment. Sorry about that. With Lions and Niners, the nightcap is covered next. The game balls are on the way. And before we say bye-bye on Championship Weekend and another successful NFL season, 
until the time may come if we ever do a Super Bowl show on Sports Beginners. We'll hear from the divisional eliminated coaches in the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plus, I'll give you my final thoughts on both the AFC and the NFC championship game finale for the teams that are eliminated and the teams that have moved on to the 104th annual NFL Super Bowl that will be live in Las Vegas this coming Sunday. Enjoy as we roll on to the nightcap. The NFC game is next on Championship Weekend postgame. This is the first time the Lions have advanced to an NFC Championship game since the 1991 season. I love this Lions team. I love this Lions story. So much of what this team has done is that marketing adage of built for this. They were built for this. This organization and this team have given this city something that it's desired or begged for forever. Pride and respect. I envisioned that we would have a chance to compete with the big boys, and that's where we're at. We're built to handle this. This will be an outstanding test for us, but it's one we're ready for. Jerry, hunt, make them feel you today. Hope that we don't quit. It's all about us. From the first whistle to the last, we come out here with a relentless, a relentless intent. Let them know what time we own. Turning on the Jets. Touchdown, yes, Lions. Gonna get hit. Gonna go down. Aiden Hutchinson. Got him! Wide open caught! Touchdown Detroit Lions, Josh Reynolds! Win or go home! It's the group to go to war with! It's about us what we're gonna do this year. We're gonna do today. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Jared is dropping it all out the other day. Picked up yes. by the Lions! Intercepted yes. by the Lions! Derek yes. Barnes! Derek Barnes! Yes. Oh, baby! The Lions are going to yes. San Francisco! It's another hot team that we knocked off! Do you know how hard it is to win this league in the playoffs? Do you understand what you're doing right now? What we're capable of? And you got to believe how far we can go, man. Believe it now. Believe it now. This comes once in a lifetime.
When it comes to life and watching sports, sometimes you can't do both. Well, you can, but it costs money, and that means jobs, right? Join me, Thomas McGregor, on a Working Environment podcast, where we take a break from covering sports and dive into how people like athletes, coaches, teachers, etc., deal with challenges in the workplace. I hope you will join us because together we can get ready for the workforce and make connections too. To learn more, please visit Beyond the Ice and Behind the Fences Facebook page. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them. Discuss the Blue Jays, Bills, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. the Lions have advanced to an NFC Championship game since the 1991 season. I love this Lions team. I love this Lions story. So much of what this team has done is that marketing adage of built for this. They were built for this. This organization and this team have given this city something that it's desired or begged for forever. Pride and respect. I envisioned that we would have a chance to compete with the big boys. And that's where we're at. We're built to handle this. Well, this will be an outstanding test for us, but it's one we're ready for. Jerry, run! Make them feel you today! Hope that we don't quit! It's all about us! From the first whistle to the last! We come out here with a relentless, a relentless intent! Let us know what time we own! Turning on the Jets! Touchdown! The Lions! Gonna get hit, gonna go down! Aiden Hutchinson! Got him! Wide open caught! Touchdown Detroit Lions! Josh Reynolds! Way to go home! It's the group to go to war with! It's about us what we're gonna do this year. We're gonna do today. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Jared is dropping it all out the other day. Picked up by the Lions! Intercepted by the Lions! Derek Barnes! Derek Barnes! Oh, baby! The Lions are going to San Francisco! It's another hot team that we knocked off. You know how hard it is to win the playoffs? Do you understand what you're doing right now? What we're capable of? And you gotta believe how far we can go, man. Believe it now. Believe it now. It's called once in a lifetime. Championship weekend. I am your 
host, Thomas McGregor. Championship post-game time of this recording. The matchups have been decided. But not on our watch on Sports for Beginners. A little bit of football, a little bit of swifty action as we come back in the middle segment. It is time to talk NFC football. Featuring the nightcap between the Lions and San Francisco. 49ers. So, who came on top? How did they come on top? Let's switch team gears and go down to NFC action. As we proceed to note, the San Francisco 49ers and Detroit Lions met in the nightcap, which was heard on Fox. And can be heard around the world now on the NFL highlights page at the NFL.com. So what's it? So how did this game go? Kansas City is waiting for the opponent. But who will it be? Will it be the Lions? Or will it be the 49ers? We may already know right now, those of us who are listening, but I've watched both games, we may already know right now who the Kansas City Chiefs are facing. But do we know for sure? Let's talk. Scoring summary. And full on game stats. Brought to us by our CBS app. Download the app. Follow your team. And follow a sport that you're, re- that you're recently getting into. So, Taylor Swift and the Swifties with the Chiefs await the opponent of Super Bowl 58. And 
Detroit gets us started with a pretty great first quarter as their quarterback leaves it to the ground to start. Who's first on the ground, you say? But Williams. Jameis Williams gets us going with a 42-yard touchdown. The kick is up by the kicker of the Detroit Lions. It is good. Detroit Lions kick things off in style. With a 7-0 lead over the 49ers. Who have yet to score. Next time Detroit's on the ball. Montgomery, up the middle for a one-yard touchdown. The kick is up. San Francisco, is the clock is ticking, San Francisco. The end of the first quarter, it's Detroit Lions, 14. San Francisco, 49ers, 0. Wake up, wake up, San Francisco, says Christian McCaffrey. And now we're on the board for the San Francisco 49ers. He goes up the middle for two yards, a touchdown. Their kicker kicks it up. It's good. Uh Uh-oh. Here come the 49ers. It is now 49ers 7, Lions 14. Better do something, right? Of course you better do something. So Gibbs, the next guy we hear on the score sheet, Jay Gibbs, what's he do? Well, our run game got us started. I might as well continue it. He on the he's on the right end side of the football. And he runs it up for 15 yards. The kick by the kicker of the Detroit Lions. Badigly, if I said that right. And badly. It's up, and the lead goes from 14-7 to 21-7. 21 for the Lions, 7 for the 49ers. 
but we know that's not gonna cut it. M. Bagley, the kicker for the Detroit Lions, says we need to go into half with a big number. So, how do you get a big number? Well, you kick an you kick an extra point, or you get a field goal attempt. He got a field goal attempt. It was a 21-yard field goal. Kicked it up. And it's a pretty much Detroit Lions football game heading into the second half. Or was it? Detroit has the lead. 24-7 to over San Francisco. Are they going to phase Kansas City? Let's see what happened in the second half. Jay Moodley gets the first crack at the 49ers ball and kicks a 43-yard field goal. Center, up, and good. Through the uprights, and good, as some of our video game NFL games would say. Now, what was once a 24 Detroit Lions to... 749ers football game is now a 24 to 10 Detroit Lions and San Francisco 49ers game. This game's getting interesting. Next time 49ers run the ball, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy. Short left. Brian Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, excuse me. For a six-yard touchdown. And the 49ers are on comeback street. With the kick up by Jay Moodley. Up and good. It's now 49ers with 17. And the Tread Lions still with 24. They haven't done a thing. Three minutes and two seconds into the last point of the fourth quarter. It's a 49er free for all. As the guy who got it started in the first half is back on the field. Christian McCaffrey. Goes up the middle for a one-yard touchdown. The kick up. And now, what was a 24-17 game? Detroit Lions favor to win. 
is now knotted up at 24 Detroit Lions and 24 San Francisco 49ers. What a comeback! By the 49ers. The fourth and dramatic quarter of the NFC Championship game is here. So, who is it going to be facing Kansas City? In the championship Vegas game in Las Vegas. The Niners. Or the Lions. The fourth quarter starts out with the 49ers. Jay Moodley kicking a 33-yard field goal. And good, 49ers have their first lead of the entire football game. A field goal. It's 27, 49ers. Twenty-four, Detroit Lions. But are you are you worried, Detroit Lions fans? A little, but not really. Now you should be. Eli Mitchell up the middle for three yards. The next chance, San Fran got the ball. Up the middle for three-yard touchdown. And with another extra point kickoff. And good. Now it's a 10-point game. With it being 49ers out in front. 34. To Detroit Lions. Trailing. The 49ers, 24. But big deal, right? It's only a 10-point game. All you have to do is score a big six. And you lose by a field goal. Big deal, right? Not for Goff. He wants to lose by less than three. A field goal. He goes up the middle to Williams, the guy that helped him start it all. Jamison Williams for a three yard pass. They're into the end zone. Touchdown. Detroit Lions. Uh oh. Is there a changing of the guard or is it too little, too late? For the Niners to blow it. The kick is up. 
by the Detroit Lions kicker. It is good, but they're just too shy of making the biggest lead the Detroit Lions could have. The 49ers succeed on the comeback. They're going to Super Bowl 58 with the final score being Detroit Lions 31. San Francisco 49ers 34. And who's going to face Mahomes? Brock Purdy. How, you ask? Don't need to ask. You just heard why. Speaking of hearing why. With the Niners, they take a hike. To the Detroit Lions, you'll do it next year. This is our ball, not yours. It's time to get into the game stats, but before we get to that, let's hear from both coaches, starting with the Detroit Lions coach. And then if we have from San Francisco, we'll hear a victory speech from the Baltimore Ravens. Excuse me. The San Francisco 49ers who took down and came back against the Detroit Lions and what I think was the most thrill riding game the NFL has probably seen in years. Let's hear what Coach had to say from the Detroit Lions perspective, Dan Campbell, or as we people in Toronto called one of our goaltenders, Sue, had to say after this game went not in their favor. Coach of the Detroit Lions, what is your thought process after the game? Give those guys, you know, a lot of credit. We knew they wouldn't go away, and you know, they made the plays today. Coach Shanahan's hell of a coach. That's the team. They've done it. They lived it. 
they made the play. Credit to them. Um, I'm really, I'm really proud of all, all these guys. I am. I mean, and it's hard when you lose that way. Uh, it's hard. You know, you feel like you get your heart ripped out. So, but I'm proud of that group, and I'll go anywhere with that group. You wish you could keep it all together, but that's not the reality. So, um, you know, we did some really good things, but today we, we didn't do enough. And it's tough. Question. And you, um, you had two fourth down decisions that were critical in the second half. They won was, were what? Two fourth down decisions that were critical in the second half. They yeah. won was converted. Um, particularly the second one. Why Why not take a field goal there and maybe stem the a little bit? I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Uh, and I wanted to get the upper hand back. You know, it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know, uh, get that. But I don't regret those. It's hard. It's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. wasn't able to work out. I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand scrutiny all get. That's part of the gig. Um, but Dan, how do you um, process what happened in the second half? You know, some of the self-inflicted mistakes, I guess, that didn't seem to you know come up much of the year for you. Yeah, you know, it's been been very uncharacteristic of us. We've always been able to to get our momentum back, and it's hard to to say. I you know, I honestly, right now, I can't put my finger on. That's not like us. Um, you know, we had plays to be made that we didn't make. We normally do. And, you know, some of the things third quarter that we came out, I thought we did a really good job defensively, man, held them to three, and then got the ball back, moved it, you know. And um, But we just couldn't We just couldn't quite make those plays. And so third quarter, you know, we've been in there. We've been there before. Um, and so fourth quarter, you're – Feel like we're going to get it back, and we just couldn't quite get over the hump. Just that hasn't been us all year, and it showed up today. The worst. Dan, uh, you did a lot of good things in the first half of this game. Um, got this far. I don't know if a lot of people come to the NFC title, but disappointing end. But what do you what do you learn from this experience? I'm sure you hope to get back, expect to get back. But what do you learn from this experience making it this far? Well, I think one of the things you always tell everybody who's never been here, particularly the young players, is uh, you don't know which play is going to make the difference, which one. You say that every time. You get in there with you know, a heavyweight like Sam Crane, um, but it is the difference. Um, and sometimes you can only say so much, you got to live it, unfortunately. You got to get your heart ripped out, which we did. And it's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. 
That's that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the off season, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. But in our division, it's going to be loaded back up. And, uh, you know, you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you, and uh, which is fine, you know, which is fine. But um, so it's hard. You want to make the most of every opportunity. And we, we had an opportunity. We just couldn't close it. It does. Same. Dan, to, to go from that high of the 24-7 halftime lead to, to how it ended, um, what is your locker room like right now? It, it, I'm sure you weren't celebrating at halftime, but you obviously were feeling very good. The level of crushing, I guess, for your players? Yeah, it's tough. Oh. Yeah, I mean, nobody's happy. Oh, oh they're, they're very disappointed. That's disappointing. I think I said it pretty vividly it's like getting your heart ripped out and it's hard it's hard and no we didn't come in and have to nobody we were going back flips like all right we got this thing when they know better we all know better we talked about it. we knew they were going to make a run in the second half we talked about it we knew we were going to have to weather a storm in the second half and uh, so when they started to make a push they would no, we weren't surprised we just couldn't counter back and we've always been able to counter back we just couldn't quite do it in this what is the message um both in the moment and big picture to a player like kindle who is you know on the wrong side of a play like that on the iu cat listen what we talked about is man you just you, you fight every play and you make them run you know, everything yeah. he was in phase and he competed and it didn't work out and you know what that's life of a cornerback it's life of a quarterback as well. Those two positions. And uh, listen, it happens, and you, you go back for the next play. In long term, you know what? That, that won't be the next time that happens, unfortunately. It's every corner gets put on an island. different, and, and so you just keep going. You just keep fighting. And that's what, that's what I want, and that's what I'm looking for. What I don't want is a player who looks scared, doesn't uh, get up there and challenge, and but a guy who will go up there and mix it up and isn't afraid of who he's lined up over, uh, you know what, give up play, give up play. Nobody feels good about it, certainly a player doesn't, but, but I, know, I know they're fighting. You mentioned it a little bit in your opening comments, Dan. A lot of emotion at the end of the game, but particularly at the end of the season. Can you just expand a little more on just knowing that the locker room, your coaching staff might look you know, quite a bit different, but I guess the, the challenge of the finality of that. I mean, it's hard um, you know everything that you I, I'm a firm believer in everything's got to be everything's got to be right and everybody just thinks that it's just talent or it's just coachability and you know the more talent you get and the just the better coaches or the more well known then you're just automatically going to be good and that's not the truth at all it's not does it help yeah it helps as long as they are and there is a chemistry and there is teamwork and there's an unselfishness and there's and you you leave the egos at home and uh that's hard it's hard to do that and so you set it up well now this is going to look different and it's got to be right again 
it's got to be right. Some of the players, potentially some of the coaches, man, you've got to start over. And we got to find the right mix, the right balance, and uh, it's got to be right. Because otherwise, you don't, I, I just, I'm a firm believer, you don't have a chance. You'll become average quickly. It's probably, it's probably too early in the, uh, you know, the moment right after a game like this, but at what point do you think, if at all, you'll be able to appreciate what you guys accomplished this season, getting here, the amount of success you had leading up to tonight? It's tough. Uh, I have said that word. And I, I hate it. I should not. You know, you're asking me right now, and I feel like we're no different than anybody else. You know, and that's what, unless you're the Super Bowl winner, that's what this feels like. It's hard. And uh, we did accomplish a lot, but there's just, you know, there's a piece of me that I just feel like we're, you know, a little bit like every everybody else who didn't make it, you know, everybody else who lost, unless you're San Francisco and who won the other one, I don't even, AC, then you, you've got a pretty bad taste in your mouth. And uh, it's what's great about this sport, what's great about the game. It's what's great about the tournament, and it's also what just crushes. Dan, uh, coming out halftime, you get the IU catch and the fumble, and like a double gut punch you could never see coming. No, I mean, look, we knew they were going to make a play. I mean, you'd like to believe that it's not going to be that, but, you know, I don't. Uh, we knew they were going to make some plays. You know, it was it was just a matter of time, and I don't care how good you're playing. You know, Ayuk's a good player, and you know, Purdy does a good job of giving those guys a chance to make plays. Kittle's a good player. Debo's a good player. So at some point, you knew something was going to happen. You just you got to be able to answer back. You got to be able to contain it, and and we weren't able to do that. And uh, you mentioned the heavyweights like San Francisco. I think in the second half. The fact that they have been there before, played before, and team as a team, they had some guys. Team had that start to come into play, especially when things start swirling around. Look, I, you know, it's hard to. I can't dispute that, but it's hard for me to believe that we've been in really big games all year, and I know it's not been a chance, but we've been in critical playoff games, been in plenty of prime time games, big time opponents. Where we've been able to, you know, we're I just we're always able to get the momentum back, and we couldn't do it today. So that's what it. So I I don't want to believe that, but the same token is there. And we just didn't quite make those. That is head coach of the Detroit Lions. We'll get to the game stats and wrap up the middle segment with hearing from San Francisco 49ers is head coach, plus hearing the victory speech that the San Francisco 49ers have. We'll get to the trophy ceremony as well. I actually do want to bring that in to kick off the final segment. When we're looking at the divisional 
when we're looking at our divisional eliminated coaches, which we'll get a brief notion of that. We will do game balls, but we'll do game balls of the season, and they will only reflect on the teams that are not eliminated. They will reflect on the teams that are eliminated. We will we will talk about the teams that are eliminated as game balls, but we'll talk about game balls of the game before the final word. So keep it tuned in to Sports for Beginners, and we'll be right back with you after this word from Taking Another Look and my podcast, On the Ice and Behind the Benches. And another word from our station of Sports for Beginners. Championship Week in postgame has hit the halfway point as we get ready to talk Niners, Chiefs, for Super Bowl 58. Let's take it down on the Sports Beginners podcast to the end of this roller coaster of a ride. My thoughts on both games. Hearing from the San Francisco 49ers head coach, the eliminated coaches of the divisional NFC divisional round. And we're going to hear from the quarterback of both the AFC and NFC championship winning teams who meet on Super Bowl Sunday to wrap up the show. That's all coming up as we continue to move on in this middle segment and final segment of the program. Lots of Sports for Beginners action is on the way after this football content wraps up. More on that after our closing message or on the other editions of Sports for Beginners. But let's take that break and listen to Take Another Look at my podcast, plus maybe a word from our Sports for Beginners station. Which, if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspod8231 at gmail.com. Visit us at our Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. We'll be right back after this. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. I wonder if I could make it. It's almost getting to 8 o'clock p.m. And I am still a few more steps away 
from home to get to my computer to listen to CNT Radio's Cosmopolitan Culture Club. The best of the best music from around the world. Can't wait. I think I made it. CNT Radio. Making your day brighter, one song at a time. teams just like this one all right but the character of this team these last two weeks and we felt it through that whole game and i can't thank everyone in this room enough man all right hats off to all you guys hey guys honestly guys we started off in the third quarter and we didn't get a touchdown and we got a field goal i was like all right like this is gonna be tough all right but we stopped them on fourth down we went right down got a touchdown i think gip caused a fumble which got that going Guys, we know we set out to get to here. We know how sure we were last year. We know how that felt. All right, that's what I was thinking there right there at the end of the second half. Like, man, we cannot go out like this. We waited all year to get to this game. And we finally, we feel, got to play a whole game. And we needed the whole game, and we got it done. But as always, this is not the one that we set out to get. Let's go. All right, it's not the one we set out to get. Come on, Rico. Hey, man. Hey. Right there, man. One more to go. Let's go. Not as on three. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, the victory speech of the 49ers as they go on to face the Kansas City Chiefs. And music you were just hearing prior to that victory speech is the man of the hour, the man of that Super Bowl halftime show in Vegas. Bring it up to the usher himself. Usher is in. In Super Bowl 58. Live from Las Vegas, we'll hear from. The man himself, headlining Super Bowl 58 in Usher. Welcome back into the middle segment. We got we got to get to the game stats of the NBC, the, the NBC, the NFC championship game. And we will in just a little minute from now. We heard from Detroit Lions head coach. We're going to hear from... 49ers head coach. Once again. But before we do that. Time for the trailer of the 49ers leading. To playing against the Chief, the, the Lions. Eh? Do we have one here? I don't know if we do. It doesn't look like we do. 
We do, however, have a rewind of how they beat the Packers and made it to championship week. You know what? Let's hear the Lombar the Lamar Hunt trophy for the NFC ceremony before we get to the 49ers coach and our game stats. Here comes the Lamar Hunt trophy after defeating The Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. Brought to you as always by the runners of that program. NFL on Fox. So here we go. You're the people that called it on the championship ceremony. When the 49ers made it through all they could, now can they become Super Bowl champions? Let's hear the post-game ceremony after the Lions tried to make a late comeback to win the game back in their favor ceremony you do the talking S. Hallis Trophy to signify that championship. Michael Strahan on the podium with the victors. Michael. Alright, Kurt, thank you so much. Here's the NFC Championship Trophy for the Super Bowl bound San Francisco 49ers. Joe Montana, take it away. It goes to this man right here, Mr. Jed York. And Jed, I have to say, you know what? You have another opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. What do you have to say to your 49er faithful who are in this game, no matter what it looked like early on? What do you have to say to the faithful? We we wouldn't we wouldn't have won this game without you. You guys stayed with us the entire time. You kept pressure on Detroit, and you helped us get this victory. Thank you so much, faithful. We love you. All right, there you go, Joe. You can pass that off. Jed, Jed, you need to hold that just a little bit. Get a feel for it, Coach. Kyle Shanahan, everybody. Now, Coach, you were down 17 to nothing going in at the halftime. We want to know, what did you tell your team that they came out in the second half and looked like the team that we expect them to look like in the first half? Hey, we just needed the opportunities. We played as bad of a first half as we could, um, but we were still within 17. There's plenty of points there you can make up. We had to score on the first drive. We got a field goal, not a touchdown, which hurt. But then our guys got those turnovers, man. Kept it rolling, and 
D shut him out there in the second half, and this dude right next to me made it happen. Yeah, that dude right there making it great. Right next to you made it happen. That's right. But I have one more question for you, Coach. You've been here before. Do you feel like there's unfinished business? Oh, there's, there's been unfinished business for a while, man. Uh, our team was set out for this for a long time. It's been a long year to get to this point, and we got it done today. It was hard at the beginning, but the character we have on our team, the type of guys we have, we can't wait to get to Vegas, man. You can't wait to get to Vegas. You deserve it. Congratulations, Coach. Brock, party, everybody. Brock, come on in here, man. Congratulations, young man. They were yelling, Purdy, Purdy. They love you, as they should. You just led one of the biggest comebacks, the NFC Championship game history. What was the key to the amazing comeback? Man, first of all, glory to God. Um, he, he's given us this opportunity, man. And, and for us, it's a team sport. You know, we knew we had a half left. Defense did their job. The boys on offense took care of business. Coach called a great game. And, and we had the faithful behind us the whole way. So we love you guys. Well, Coach called a great game. You played a great game. Congratulations on your way to the Super Bowl, young man. Your second year in the league. Christian McCaffrey, everybody. Come on over here, Christian. You've been a great player in this league for a long time. You signed with the 49ers just for this moment to go to the Super Bowl. So how does it feel for you to know that you're going to the Super Bowl in two weeks, you have a chance to put that ring on your finger? Man, it means the world. Faithful! I'm so pumped up to be a part of this organization, man. Uh, the guys in this locker room, from the coaches to every single person that puts their all into every single day, man. I'm just proud to be a 49er. And uh, we got one more. You got one more. You know what? I got, I got time for one more question. I think George Kittle, come on in here, man. They love you, too. Give it up to George Kittle. Coach said there's some unfinished business. How are you feeling? Congratulations, young man. How are you feeling knowing that you have the faithful here with you? You're going to have them travel with you to Vegas. You got to feel good to be knowing you're going back to another Super Bowl. That is in the first half, not going to lie. But, and here we are now. Let's go, faithful. We're back, baby! Woo! Let's go, faithful. We're back, baby. That's the 49er message on that station. We're back, baby. Can they be the champion of Super Bowl 58? We will see. Do they have it in them to face the Chiefs and take the Lombardi Trophy? Back to San Francisco. Who knows? Let's get to the gauge stat portion of this.
let's get back to the sorry for the awkwardness let's get back to the game that on this program and yeah 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 it was tough it was tough sure It was tough, but they prevailed. They prevailed. The game stats brought to you by the CBS Sports app. Download the app and follow your team wherever it is you can find it and find a sport that you're getting into this season as football comes to a close. And hits the off season. Got a favorite team on that sport you're growing on? Follow that sports team. Start with possession. Let's start with and the Detroit Lions and 49ers time of possessions first for the Detroit Lions. The losers in this one, but unfortunately. Losing doesn't mean you get another game in this game, but we already know that. Twenty-seven minutes, forty-eight seconds of possession time. The forty-niners, on the other hand, thirty-two minutes, twelve seconds. That was their possession time, and they won the game. But can they become Super Bowl champions? Heck, I don't know, but I like their chances. Do you like the Niners' chances? Do you like the Chiefs' chances? One more game to go, and that's Championship Sunday. With all of this NFL crazy action comes to a close. Only two teams remain right now. But how did San Francisco do it? As a matter of fact, how did Detroit get to the elimination point? Well, on 28 first downs and 23 first downs for the 49ers, 28 for Detroit, 23 for the 49ers, they managed to, on Detroit's end, they managed to get 16 of those first down plays as passing plays. 12 of them for the 49ers were passing. Both teams doubled in the run game. They they tied the rushing game with 11 straight rushes for both teams. One of those first downs for Detroit came on a penalty. And you knew that was coming. Both 
Both teams converted six times out of 12 first down attempts, third down attempts, excuse me, third down attempts. 49ers didn't convert on fourth down at all during their efficiency mark. But they did, however, see the Lions convert once, but were able to start the were able to stop the Lions converting three more times on the third down efficiency mark. Excuse me, the fourth down efficiency mark. Both teams totaled the yards for quite the thrill ride of the year. And the total yards of the end of the Detroit Lions season stop at 442 yards. Meanwhile, on the San Francisco 49ers side, they total up the yards of 413 yards and their season still goes as they go on to face the Kansas City Chiefs. 72 plays for the Detroit Lions. 66 plays for your San Francisco 49ers who are on their way to Lombardi Trophy. But can they beat the Chiefs? And be the last team standing. Who knows? What about passing yards? Well, how do you think they got the total yards we just mentioned? The San Francisco 49ers totaled up a 267 passing yard game. Meanwhile, the Detroit Lions, on the other hand, totaled up a 273 passing yard game for a completion percentage of 25 out of 41 attempts. 25 of those were completed. Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers completed 20 out of 31 completion attempts. Giving them a 7.8 average in yards per pass. And a 6.0 for their opponent, the Detroit Lions. Both quarterbacks got sacked, but one got sacked two times for 13 yards, and the other got sacked for just nine yards. The rush game was. Exceptional, 182 yards for the Detroit Lions and 155 yards 
for your San Francisco 49ers who are headed to the Chiefs in Las Vegas. 33 rushes and 29 rushes for both the Detroit Lions and the 49ers. 33 rushes for the Niners and 29 for the Lions. Giving us a total rushing yard of 182 and 155. They average yards per rush, 6.3 for Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. And 4.7 for the 49ers. The last thing we'll do is talk about the touchdowns instead of red zone efficiency and goal to go. Actually, let's talk about the red zone and the goal to go efficiency. And let's start with the goal to go efficiency. For the 49ers, they completed four chances they had and they converted. Not so lucky on the red zone. They completed four chances but couldn't convert a fifth chance. Same for the Lions. They had four chances Converted three of them, but could not convert the fourth time. And goal to go efficiency for the Lions. Yeah, no. Three times. Let's just see you can actually convert two times. And they did. Both teams turned the ball over once. Detroit lost the fumble and recovered a fumble. The Niners did nothing, but they did throw with Brock Purdy. A interception. So a pick came to Detroit. But was it a pick six or was it just an interception? No one knows. Unless you watch the game closely. Speaking of watching the game closely, as soon as we're done with the game stats, time for the AFC championship play of the game. And then we'll hear from the San Francisco 49ers coach. To wrap up the middle segment. And get ready for our final two-part segment, final segment of the program. Where we'll hear the NFC Championship. Play of the game from one team in particular. Get to the game balls and send this out to Championship Sunday. 
featuring the last important game of the NFL playoffs between the contenders. Kansas City and the 49ers. Who is the Lombardi Trophy winner? We'll all find out one Sunday from this Sunday. I should say two Sundays from this Sunday. Because the Sunday coming up is the 4th of February, and the Sunday later is the big showdown. What is going to happen? Who's got the chance to win? No one knows until the big showdown. Four touchdowns each for both teams. Three of them were on the ground. One of them were in the air. And yes, there was no pick six for a touchdown. So the defensive teams were told to sit down. However, the defensive teams on Detroit did manage to get some yards, nine plus yards, in the one pick. And on the one punt return, they got nine yards. Excuse me, ten yards. Meanwhile, San Francisco kicked 28-yard balls off in terms of kick yards, kickoff yards. The first chance they had. All right. As the Grinch would say, the AFC Championship is a reindeer. But Christmas is over. Until next Christmas. So, what is the AFC Championship play of the game? Let's find out. And then let's get going. To hear from the coach of the 49ers. The coach of the 49ers is on is on the way. As they live to fight another day against their last opponent for the season. The Kansas City Chiefs.
How did it go down? What is the play of this game? Oh, but before we get to the play of the game from the AFC Championship, here's what here's a play that we should really review on this show. Brother and brother meeting after the championship was won. The work was done. And now we celebrate. Said Jason and Travis. I wonder what that moment was like knowing your brother was going to the Super Bowl and you were on offseason with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's share the moment with the brothers of the Kelseys. Take it away, Kelsey brothers. And I think we all could agree with that. For Lamar Jackson, this is a tough loss. In the beginning of the show, I was talking about two guys that were under the most pressure this weekend. One was Lamar because he had to win this home game right here. And so much has been said about it. And he's heard all of it. And the other one is Brock Purdy for the San Francisco 49ers. Such a beautiful moment. To be lived by these Kelsey brothers. Even if it is the last time Jason Kelsey will be seen on the gridiron. Let's go to one of Patrick Mahomes' plays. Actually, no, 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 no. Let's go to the 40 to the 54 yard gain from Lamar Jackson. I think that's the play of the AFC Championship game, but we'll bring in some Kansas City Chief plays since they did win the game against. The Baltimore Ravens. So here we go. Play action. First down from the 36. Play action. Loads it up. Wide open. He's got him. It's Flowers. Getting past Sneed. Down to the nine-yard line. On the back end of this is Flowers. Watch the safety. He's got two guys going on his run. And a wonderful job by Lamar to look inside and keep the safety in the middle. They tried to hide the cover two. The AFC Championship game play of the game has been revealed. 
But let's play football of the AFC Championship one last time. And see the Kansas City Chiefs play of the game. And I have to say, I think that play of the game comes on the launch for 33 yards. And I actually thought that could be a touchdown. But let's uh, let's see what the viewers think. From this game. Once again the Chiefs are headed over. To play the San Francisco 49ers. And both teams are headed. To Las Vegas. Hoping. To bring home the Lombardi Trophy. Two teams remain. Divisional round coaches are on the way. The 49ers coach is on the way. But just who will be left with the Lombardi Trophy? At the end of Super Bowl 58. Enjoy the Kansas City Chiefs play of the game. And then it's time to hear from head coach. Of the 49ers. After. Tasting a beat down. On the San Francisco 49ers. And it actually doesn't feel like we're going to get a press conference from him. So we'll just hear what he had to say, updates ahead of, we'll just hear what he had to say ahead of this interesting game. Ah, no, we do have one. To hear from, and we'll, we'll we'll hear from him in just a little bit. We'll hear from him in just a little bit, but let's 
get the AFC Championship play from the Chiefs out of the way before we do that. He gets the protection. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the second straight week. He catches a long ball. He had two of them against the Bills. The shortest one I've ever seen on the plate. All right. Let's take it down to the final segment with hearing from the head coach of the 49ers. Because it's time for the NFC and AFC game balls of the game. And then. Time to super ball it out. In the championship Sunday. Because that's going to do it for sports for beginners. As we hit the final segment. Coach of the 49ers will take us out. On this half of the middle segment, which is the conclusion half of the middle segment, because coming up on the four, on the final point of this program, time to hear from the Green Bay Packers briefly and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers briefly. As we pet out the remaining team still alive in this game, as the stage of Super Bowl 58 is now set, who will come out victorious? The Niners? Or such coach, take us out. Good. All right, guys. Um, injuries from the game. Greenlaw had a stinger. He returned. Juwan Jennings um, uh, cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, Ambry Thomas had an ankle. Go ahead. Kyle, you guys were down. Was it just to maintain focus at halftime when nothing was going right for you guys? Um, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no other choice. I mean, it was nice that we were starting out with the ball in the third, so it gave us some hope in that way. Um. And also, it being a 17-point game was encouraging because it looked like it should have been worse. Uh, that's definitely how it felt. That's how the numbers looked. Um, but we were only down 17, which uh, that's not too much. But you got to start playing a lot better in order for that not to be too much. And came out in the third quarter, and um, we finished with a field goal. I definitely thought that wasn't uh, enough. But then I think our D stopped him on a fourth down the next time. Then we got a touchdown. Then I want to say the next drive was the turnover. And then just like that, it was just three three drives. And I think by the end of the third, it was a tie game. And then it was like, all right, it's the first quarter again, but it's the fourth. Let's start. Uh, are you are you, uh, cat, are you long catch? And, and how did that sort of just change? 
change things for you guys? Uh, I mean, they, they had a safety sitting in the middle of the field. Brock did an awesome job recognizing it. We had Debo on a crossing route, and that safety cut it, and Brock made the right read and just launched it. But the corner did an awesome job staying on top. I mean, the safety cuts, and that means there's no one in the middle, but the corner was aware of it, so he stayed on top. Um, I was worried that um, for it to be a pick when it's like that. Brock makes the right read, but then he launches it, and B.A. just did a hell of a job going up for it. Um, so it wasn't going to be a pick, and then he came down with a catch, which was huge. I was never able to see whether he was down or not. They said he was, so um, it's great we punched it in later. Did that play do for you guys? You know, just things. Um, I mean, anytime you get a big explosive one like that, it makes it a lot easier. We we, we felt we could go on drives. We we just had to get it going. We I think we had four in the first half. I want to say we scored on two of them. Had a pick on one and um, and then punted on the other. And I mean, credit to their defense. I mean, they mix things up. They play really hard. Um, we thought if we could get it going and make it a game on both sides, it would be a matter of time before we could score some points. But the way their offense was going, their defense was doing a couple things to get us off the field. Um, but once BA made that play, it kind of unlocked it with such an explosive and, and kind of unlocked the whole team because right after getting that turnover that I believe Gip forced, um, that was huge. And right after that, you could feel the whole momentum with our players on our sideline in the stadium kind of flip. And um, you felt it was on after that. so hard in the first half to stop the run? Um, I mean, we knew they were a good running team going in, um, but it only takes a couple guys. I mean, we had a couple eight-man fronts, and um, there was definitely two that I saw that we got one guy out of a gap, and when that happens, you get right to that middle third player, and I mean, that's 15 at the best, and then they, got, they had a good, real good call in that reverse. Uh, that was probably their best look that they got us in, um, but we had a couple missed tackles, a couple guys out of gaps, and it was um, it's hard to win like that, um, but the guys timed it up there in the second half and got it done. You talk about it at halftime. What adjustments did you want to make heading into the second half? Um, I mean, we, we just go over our – we come up with eight plays to go over with the offense and how we're going to start it out and go with them. Um, the defense goes, and they all meet, and they break up, and they talk about all their stuff from positions. And um, then we just pulled them up before. And So, guys, it's, it's only 17 points. It's been a lot of football games where you're down 17 points. We're starting with the ball. Um, it's that's, – that's plenty of time to come back, plenty of points to come back. but. Regardless of any of that stuff, we're not going out like this. We've got to be a lot more aggressive here in the second half and um, in everything we do, um, offensively, defensively, special teams. Um, I thought we switched up a little bit more, tightened up on some things um, with some pressure, some man coverage, and um, the guys didn't want today to be the last day, and we put ourselves in a hole, but they played like it in the second half, and we were able to get the ball to bounce the right way, and we made up for what we did in the first half. Brock scrambling. What's that? Brock. I thought it was the difference between winning and losing. Um, he made some big plays with his legs, um, getting out of the pocket, moving the chains and some first downs, getting some explosives. Uh, he competed his ass off today, and it wasn't easy for any of us, but uh, he kept grinding and uh, was unbelievable there in the second half. You may not have heard people talk about Kyle Shanahan teams don't come back and have to play up front. <laughs> Brock Purdy can't come back. Does that strike you in this moment, and what do you you know, like, hey, that's over now in your mind? Um, I mean, that's up to you guys to decide. I never, I never thought it had started. And, 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 I mean, coached a long time. Guys play a long time. I get some of those circumstances. But I've never felt like we didn't have a team who could come back or win a game like that. Um, we just had to do it today when it mattered the most. Kyle, going to be going to the Super Bowl playing the team that beat you there four years ago. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to think about that. You know, I didn't watch any of their game. Um, 
wasn't sure who won until someone told me right before we went out. But it's, I mean, they're a hell of a team. Uh, they got a hell of a coach, hell of a quarterback, hell of a defense. Uh, haven't got to see him much this year just because we haven't had a lot of crossover tape, but we already have a pretty good idea how it's going to look. I mean, they've been doing it for a while, and um, since, since we met them in 19, it seems like they've been there every year since, and we've been trying really hard to get back to that moment. We've been close a number of times, and this time we got it done, and we're going to spend these two weeks to prepare and make sure it's a hell of a game. been there after the game? Um, not a very good one. I was exhausted. Uh, it took for everyone so long to get in. Then it was really hard to talk because everyone had their family and kids in there. And I struggle to talk when I can't use all the words I want to use. Um, but it was my, my message. I was just so proud of the guys. I mean, these last two weeks, I mean, we, we've had some talented teams. Um, we have, we do have a talented team right now. Um, but that just the character and the grit of the guys there. I mean, you could see it on their faces at halftime. I've seen, I could see it on them all week. Our guys got a lot of love for each other, and um, every year when the season's over, it's always a new team the next year, regardless of how many times people return. I mean, how many people return, and our guys didn't want this to be the last day, and we had to really fight for it to make that happen, but we pulled it off and couldn't be more proud of the group. The Lions have not usually, obviously, known for his legs. Do you think there's any element of surprise at how efficient and productive he was with that? No, I think Brock's been scrambling and making plays ever since we got him in. All you got to do is go back to the first game versus Miami. And I mean, Brock makes a lot of plays with his legs, did it in college too. Um, makes a lot of off schedules. So, and I thought it looked like how Brock looks every time he plays. Was Christian okay at the end of the game there? Is he feeling something? Uh, yeah, I think he got, I mean, he said he got like a little bit of stinger when he went down there. I mean, that's just what his words were. He had to come out for a play. And I know Elijah went in there and scored, but I know at the end, Christian was good to go back. Dan Campbell is obviously known for taking risks going forward on fourth down. How big was it a swing in momentum when you were able to stop him on that fourth down? Oh, it was huge. I mean, both of them. I mean, to make it a three-score game and us to be able to hold it to two scores, especially the way the game was going. I mean, I felt like we kind of blew it when we started out with the ball and we didn't get a touchdown. And we got three points. So um, for us to hold them there and them not to get any points, which you stop them on fourth down, Really look at that almost the same as a turnover. So um, that was huge by us today. And but I mean, this, you live and die with that stuff. It would have been would have been really hard to deal with it if they moved the chains on that fourth and two. Also, so um, that's why everything comes down to certain plays and what happens in those plays. You got to live with. I mean, that, that definitely is the read when the middle third safety cuts um, the high cross. That's where the ball's supposed to go. Uh, last time he did that, I think was versus Arizona. Um, uh, at home, I think it was like week five or something, and he did it again. They cut and they threw it to BA, but the corner was on top, and BA went up and made a hell of a catch. And it's really almost exactly what happened today too. I mean, when they cut, usually the middle's open, but the corner was disciplined and stayed on top, so you couldn't run by him. And but Brock read the defense, gave BA a shot, and um, BA made him right. Just going back to the uh, fourth and short, my dad kept. You already explained it, but were you shocked? Just given the situation that he decided to go for it instead of opportunity build-offs? Uh, not really. I mean, I think that's pretty. That's how they've done it most of the year, and I think that's one of the reasons why they were here. So, like, I mean, you win a lot of games making some of those decisions, and then you make some decisions and you lose them. I mean, I don't think it always comes down to that. There's lots of plays that happen in the game, but, I mean, that's a decision that we all have to make, and um doesn't surprise me because he's made a lot of those decisions um, throughout the year that have won them a lot of games also. Get from your players, was it calm even when you're down 17? Was it 
a little version. See, what, what mood did you get from those guys as this was started? Oh, I think we were just pissed off. I think guys were extremely pissed. I mean, that, that first half wasn't just that we were down by 17. It was the way we were down. Um, they were kind of having their way in the run game. Um, we weren't getting much in our run game either. And we don't want to go out like that. We didn't know how, I mean, we dug ourselves in a big hole, but I wasn't just talking about how to win this game. I was talking about how to start playing right. Uh, we got to go, we got too much respect for our team. And um, I just, that would have, that would have been a real rough way to end it if, if we couldn't play better with, with our group. And that's why I was so proud of the guys. They didn't, they didn't really care about anything except finding a way to win. And you could see it on their faces. You could see it at halftime. And you could see it in that third quarter. And you could see it all the way to the end of the game. Extraordinary. Thoughts on a Super Bowl 54 rematch? Um, none. I'm excited that we're going there. Um, eh, happy for the Chiefs too. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of fun tonight, probably, with my family and everything, and come in a little bit slow motion tomorrow, and um, figure out all the Super Bowl tickets, all the traveling and stuff. That takes a lot of time for the players and their families, and uh, the coaches will start getting to go on Kansas City while they do all that, and probably give the guys a couple days off. And then we'll get to our game plan and practicing either by Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Fred Warner's been good all year, but he had an extraordinary game tonight. Uh, what's your, your thoughts on Fred tonight? Fred, um, I mean, Fred played like to me like a NFL defensive MVP. I mean, he's played at that level to me. I mean, he does every year. And there's always a group of guys who can deserve it. But um, Fred is always one of those guys. And, you know, um, you, you hope when you have players like that, they do it in these type of games, and uh, Fred did. And that's one of the reasons we're still playing. Next question. I was just going to ask, why do you anticipate being in slow motion tomorrow? <laughs> because you guys won't let me get out of here. I'm getting real tight. No. It's, uh, I know guys are going to have some fun tonight, and, you know, you do have two weeks, and we're going to have a meeting with all the ticket guys and stuff, and so we'll put it off a little bit longer. Uh, lots of families in there and stuff, so let the guys sleep in a little bit for treatment. but. Uh, we'll still get our work in. All right, guys. Thanks. Looking for a good hockey podcast that covers your favorite hockey teams and mine? Check out On the Ice and Behind the Benches, where we chat about our favorite hockey teams from puck drop to the last play of the action. To learn more, follow the On the Ice and Behind the Benches Facebook page, search On the Ice and Behind the Benches. What a busy traffic on this Friday evening! I am almost stuck in this traffic for the last 40 minutes and there is no way I think for me to get to the show. The Sanity Radio Song Bank, which is going to start very shortly. It's one of my favorite shows and my my, what a way to wind down for the weekend. Perfect two hours of fun-filled music. And she has so many great features. Sound of music, 
Undercover. Foreign exchange. Yes. Name that tune. And the big wheel that she spins. For who's that? Or where are we? We cannot forget about the international stage. I have never come across such a great show in my life. I think I will have to press hard on my accelerator and go as fast as I can to get home in time. Wow! Wow! Look! I made it! I am almost there! Sienna t Making your day brighter, one song at a time. Welcome back into the Sports Beginners Podcast Studio is the final segment of Championship Weekend on Championship Weekend Post Game. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, stepping in for football content, the last content we will do on the Sports Beginners Podcast. We have ter- we have heard from the coaches of Andy Reid and Lamar Jackson's head coach. We have heard from the Detroit Lions head coach. We are going to hear from the San Francisco head coach, if we haven't already. A reminder, San Francisco took care of business in the nightcap. against the Detroit Lions. And took care of them by a score of 34 to 31. Earlier in the afternoon, The Sunday games featured Kansas City taking care of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens with a final score of Kansas City Chiefs 17 and Baltimore Ravens 14. Excuse me, 10. So we have some coaches to hear from that we haven't heard from in a few minutes time, but we're going to get the audio. And then I'm just going to, rather than show you the NFC championship game, player of the game, tell you what I believe was the player of the game. And I mean play of the game, not the player of the game, because we got the game balls to get to as well. So let's hear from divisional coach of the Green Bay Packers to kick us off. 
after they lost to the San Francisco 49ers 21 to 24 in favor of the Niners. And then let's hear from head coach of the San Francisco 49ers who moves on to the last game, Championship Sunday in Las Vegas, where the guy we heard earlier in one of our middle segment openings, Usher will headline the Super Bowl halftime show. So let's get down into it and hear from our coach of the Green Bay Packers. Let's hear what he has to say. And while we're at it, if you haven't already heard the pregame show, We did some game balls of the season for that. Once again, the possession time of the divisional game for the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. For the 49ers, 29 minutes and 41 seconds. A possession time. Thirty minutes and nineteen seconds of possession time for the Green Bay Packers. Houston finished. with a chance to move on to the conference their season with a 34 to 10 loss to the Baltimore Ravens Kansas City beats Buffalo again in the divisional round this time. 27-24. Kansas City 27, Buffalo 24. And Tampa Bay, all they although they although they moved on to the conference is divisional point of the round. They lost to the Detroit Lions. 31 to 23. Both those games, the Chiefs and the Bills, the Buccaneers and the Lions, took place on Sunday, January 21st. The other two games took place on Saturday, January 20th. Before it was all about Sunday. Featuring the matchups we are covering. 
the Chiefs at the Ravens and the Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. Now, it feels like we should say in the Super Bowl note, as we're still waiting to hear from the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, it feels like it's time to talk about the Super Bowl, which gets going at 6.30, a Sunday or two from this week. As the Chiefs and the Niners Head over to Las Vegas. Will Sports for Beginners be covering it? Will it be a post-game? Will it be a pre-game? What will our Super Bowl show be? Tune in to Sports for Beginners' official website at wordpress.com Sports for Beginners number zero dot wordpress.com find out on the facebook page search sports beginners on the facebook app if you've got questions if there will be a super bowl show Send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspod8231 at gmail.com. All right. Have we got time to hear from Green Bay? Let's see if we've got the coach up. For all you hockey fans joining us on this show, I'm sure by now... You're waiting for Penguins postgame to return. And it will return when the Winnipeg Jets come to Pittsburgh for another epic battle that knocks out the action on TSN3 for Winnipeg viewers or Sportsnet Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh Penguins. It's the last first, excuse me, first meeting from a two-series meeting ending in Winnipeg 
on February 10. All right, we might be getting time to hear from our head coaches of the Green Bay Packers. And of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the divisional game hearings. And all credit goes to the rightful teams and the rightful owners of the content. Links will be provided in the description below of the episode to bring out where you can find the rest of the content. Let's hear from head coach of the Green Bay Packers. And as we get that set up, was a valiant effort. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I mean, give credit to San Francisco, they made more. I know there are no moral victories, but that was a valiant effort. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I mean, give credit to San Francisco, they made more plays at the end of the game. I just was sick about some opportunities that we let get away from us. I mean, I felt like we, we were pretty much in control of that game for the majority of the game, and uh, to lose it there at the end is very tough, and um, it's going to sting. It stings right now. It's going to sting for a long time because I think everybody in this locker room, we believe we're going to win this game. When you talk about missed opportunities, is the missed field goal in the fourth quarter, is that kind of at the top of the list or do you have other things? No, no, there was plenty of ops. I mean, we, we go for it. Uh, we had three possessions inside the red zone in the first half and have six points. So, like, yeah, that, that one absolutely hurt us. Um, but there were so many opportunities throughout the course of the game where we had ops to make plays, and, and for whatever reason, we, we didn't come away with making those plays. Matt, how about your overall defensive effort? You contained a lot of firepower for the most part. Yeah, I thought our defense played fast. It played physical. Um, and like in my eyes, we hold them to under 24 points. I think you got a good opportunity to win the game. Third quarter, great example of complimentary football. They score a touchdown, and you go down and pick the kickoff return a long way, go in with a touchdown to Tucker Craft, and Aaron Jones gets a two-pointer. I mean, that's complimentary football. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, that was a good moment in the game, but unfortunately, we, we didn't have enough at the end of the game, and uh, my heart just hurts for this locker room. How about Jordan Love's night and the entire offense? How do you look at that? I got to go back and look at it. Uh, I thought there were some really good things, and there were some moments where, well, like we we missed some ops, and um, it wasn't just one guy. I think it's it's always a collective effort. You're talking about the ultimate team sport. We need all eleven on the same page, uh, you know, doing their one eleventh. And unfortunately, there was just there was too many mistakes. I think, especially on the offense end. Matt, bottom line. I would think you're very proud of the football team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, um, the amount of respect I have for this locker room and just kind of everything we went through, just it's 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 uh, hard to think about every the whole journey right now. But um, you know, there were there were some tough moments for the guys to continue to battle and stick together, and ultimately, that's all you want. You want you want the team to be about the team, to fight for one another, to continue to grind, to improve, which I think we did. And um, this is just a tough way to end it.
head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Obviously not a way that you want to go. But it is a way that most games can go. We heard from Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, say that when he was asked a question about playing at halftime, what was the thought process going through his mind, he told us that the thing that was going through his mind and the players was don't blink, don't blink. It we we know we know what's going on. We know what we know we have to do, but don't celebrate too soon because the game could change on a dime. And it did. Up next we got the divisional word from Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach. Again, reminder of that score. 31-23. Tampa Bay 23. Detroit 31. And a reminder to all of you listening in Tampa Bay on the Sports Freakiners podcast, or you're just a Tampa Bay baseball fan in general wherever you're listening i will be doing a sports for beginners slash on the ice and behind the benches blue jays pregame show the knockout of which the regular season and 162 games will begin you'll catch it on on the ice and behind the benches first and then perhaps during the game, if you don't listen to it on On the Ice and Mind the Benches, you'll catch it as the game is going on, as we'll be counting down the first pit at Tropicana Field, which this past Sunday or Saturday hosted the annual WWE Royal Rumble match. What do I mean by the Royal Rumble? Well, the Royal Rumble is a WWE event or World Wrestling Entertainment event that begins the road for a certain WWE superstar to challenge a current WWE champion and have a WrestleMania moment with the champion of their choice. I won't spoil anything. If you watch WWE and haven't seen the pay-per-view, and I won't say who I thought was going to win because I feel that would take us off topic. 
but it's a very interesting show. It isn't as interesting as it was back in the day, I'm sure. For those of us who were there when WWE or WWF, as it was called. We're in the glory days. But maybe I'll talk about it with our host of the Sports Beginners podcast. When we do a segment we love to do on Sports Beginners called Before They Get in the Ring. More on that another time. All right, let's hear from the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then let's get our game balls of the season with the eliminated teams in the conference. Then I'll get to my final thoughts on the conference games. And we'll tee up Super Bowl Sunday featuring Super Bowl 58 and the Lombardi Trophy being awarded at the end of the game to the team who proves they have what it takes to become Super Bowl 58 and the 104 annual NFL championship team. Here is Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach. Head coach. Sorry, I can't say that again. And we fought. Obviously, anything short of the Super Bowl is a disappointment. It's not what we we didn't come in to make noise. We came in to get to the Super Bowl. So from that standpoint, it's a disappointment. Um, very proud of the guys, the way they fought all year long, the things they dealt with, the injuries they fought through, the young guys stepping up, the older guys playing above anything they could ever do. Um, we got to reload, come back next year. Too many mistakes to overcome in the second half. And, you know, today was our day to go home. I got to see the play. It really doesn't matter. We lost the ball game. So whatever play we messed up that they scored on, it was probably somebody's fault, and that's coaching included. Uh, we're at the point now where we win as a team, we lose as a team, so we ain't placing blame nowhere. Too many mistakes. It wasn't even the blitzes. We didn't blitz as much. Uh, it wasn't the blitzes. Too many mistakes. Coverage mistakes. Just They made some plays. You got to give them credit. They're a good football team. Electric crowd, Dan did a great job. Aaron did a great job. Ben did a great job. Hats off to him. Oh. Oh. 
Well, we felt like we were in the ball game all the way at the end, uh, even up until the end. We fought. We fought back. We were down 17-10. We came back 17-17. Uh, they got two scores. We came back and scored. All we had to do was get a stop earlier and try to move the ball down the field. Obviously, they won the turnover battle, and it's just too much to overcome with a good football team. Uh, A lot of toughness, you know, and it's great that they bought in with each other and we wrote our own map narrative for the most part. We didn't listen to any outside noise. We were refused to be the worst team in football because that's not what we we're going to be. Uh, still had a chance to get to the championship game. This game, they fought hard. You know, our luck ran out. Yeah, he most definitely has. Obviously, it's too early to talk about that business business, but Baker had a hell of a year. Uh, we love him. The guys love him, and then we'll see what the future holds. Well, Charles, Charles, what do you think about the biggest thing is we don't play for outside expectations. We play for ourselves, and that, that's how we had it all year. We're not going to start worrying about outside expectations now. We stuck to that mantra the whole year. We stick to it now. We know our team is a close knit group. We know we're going to fight against everybody. Just got to clean up some mistakes and get better. They already had a field goal and lined up, and it would have been about 12 seconds left on the clock in the ball game. We weren't going to come back from that. No sense of prolonging the obvious. Now, he did a heck of a job. He didn't take over for Tom. Tom retired and Baker became a new quarterback on a new team with a new offensive coordinator. He took over for himself. Uh, we built it differently. We ran it differently. <clears throat> it was run differently around him. And again, we, we can't compare Baker to Tom. Tom's Mount Rushmore. Tom's off his, on his own. We started a new system with new guys and new energy. And Baker carved his own mark. Proud of him for that. What happened? We misfit. Was it the linebackers? We misfit. Uh, judging by some of the things they were doing and they were hurrying up back on the ball, uh, probably got lost in translation. Devin should have played a little bit more. Well, we were missing, they disguised it well. You know, they had a couple of free runners on the edge. One time we just fell down, but, you know, they did a good job scheming some of the things. What was your message? Our message is obviously we're disappointed because anything short of the Super Bowl was our goal. Uh, we weren't good enough today. They fought all year. I was very proud of them. They should be proud of each other for what they fought through and how they came through this season. And we'll reload, get some rest. We'll come back next year. We have strong resolve. That's never changed. Got to go through the good times and bad times. We can handle adversity and still stay together. And we did that. And we're going to continue to do that. Uh, 
We're, we weren't tackling the check downs as, as well. Uh, Jameer got some check downs that he ran for. Uh, St. Brown got some check downs that he ran for. The ball wasn't going down the field. Uh, at times we were getting too much depth in the balls, more catch it for five, run it for six, and there were first downs in that category. So we got to clean that up and understand that. Brian had a hell of a year. I don't recall him being picked on. I know he gave up a catch, but that doesn't mean he gets picked on. Zion had a heck of a ball game. Some things he liked to have back that you like to learn as a young player, but I can say that about everybody on the field in all phases. So I'm very happy with Zion. He's going to be a heck of a ball player for us. Yeah. That is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to run out of time here on the program, so we're not going to do the game balls of the game. We're just going to get down to the needed greedy and get to the thoughts on the game for the conference. I know I promised we'd do the game balls of the game, but we're just going to get to teeing up the games for Super Bowl 58. And we're just going to wrap up with our closing message and my final thoughts on how both conference games played out. Honestly, look, I feel like Baltimore and Kansas City would agree with me that this came down to, for the AFC game, this came down to who did you want to face and how much more did you really want it? I mean, we played earlier in the pregame and the postgame. The videos that talked about saying, how bad do you really want the AFC or the NFC championship trophy? to advance to Lombardi in Las Vegas. And I think the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Lions and the 49ers would both agree with me that it's all about putting your best foot forward and Trying not to take two steps backwards. We heard it from Dan Campbell. He said, when he asked a question about halftime, he said, and I quote, Don't celebrate yet. Still have one more half to play. Once they were doing what they were doing, San Francisco saw a mistake and how and conquered that mistake. Found a way to get back in it and a late comeback was in the cards. All right, let's talk about the NFC after we hear from the head coach that's moving on to 
the Super Bowl. It is San Francisco's head coach. We're going to hear a little bit of it. We're not going to hear the whole thing. We're going to hear a little bit of his conversation with the media as they prepare to get ready for one Sunday or two Sundays from this Sunday. The Las Vegas matchup between the Swifties and the Kingdom Chiefs. Versus the 49ers and the faithful. Two fan bases, one trophy, one winner, and one team to come up short. Who will it be? We'll tee it up after my final thoughts. From the NFC game. And sign off. From there. Coach of the 49ers. What do you have to say? After beating. The Detroit Lions. 34. To 31. Let's hear from the coach of the 49ers. We've hold them off for long enough. Now let's wrap up this show and let's bring them in. Though this may be our last football content, I would encourage you all to understand that both the host of Sports for Beginners and myself have been very happy with the content we have provided under fair use. And we want to see if we could do it again next season. But we'll see what our plans are when football season roams around. I can tell you for certainty that we will hear some off-season content regarding the Buffalo Bills. Will we see some off-season content from the Miami Dolphins? I don't know that for sure. I can tell you that I will have Dolphins postgame start up next preseason on the NFL to see how that goes. All right. Here we go. A little bit from head coach San Francisco, and then we have to go on this championship weekend post game.
All right, guys. Um, injuries from the game. Greenlaw had a stinger. He returned. Juwan Jennings um, uh, cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, Ambry Thomas had an ankle. Go ahead. So I guess down was it just to maintain focus at halftime when nothing was going right for you guys? Um, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no other choice. I mean, it was nice that we were starting out with the ball in the third, so it gave us some hope in that way. Um, and also, it being a 17-point game was encouraging. It looked like it should have been worse. Uh, that's definitely how it felt. That's how the numbers looked. Um, but we were only down 17, which uh, that's not too much. But you got to start playing a lot better in order not to be too much. And came out in the third quarter, and um, we finished with a field goal. I definitely thought that wasn't uh, enough. But then I think our D stopped them on a fourth down the next time. Then we got a touchdown. Then I want to say the next drive was the turnover. And then just like that, it was just three three drives. And I think by the end of the third, it was a tie game. And then it was like, all right, it's first quarter again, but it's the fourth. Let's start. Yeah, you kind of used a uh, long catch. And how did that sort of just change, change things for you guys? Uh, I mean, they, they had a safety sitting in the middle of the field. Brock did an awesome job recognizing it. We had Debo on a crossing route, and that safety cut it. And Brock made the right read and just launched it. But the corner did an awesome job sitting on top. And the safety cuts. and. That means there's no one in the middle, but the corner was aware of it, so he stayed on top. Um, I was worried that um, for it to be a pick when it's like that, Buck makes the right read, but then he launches it, and the A just did a hell of a job going up for it. Um, so it wasn't going to be a pick, and then he came down with a catch, which was huge. I was never able to see whether he was down or not. They said he was, so um, great. We punched it in later. All right, we're going to come back with wrapping up the show with a one last break, but Championship Weekend signs off right after this. Eh? So stay right with us. Great, we punched it in later. Looking for conversations on books and more, as well as tutorials on using your favorite devices and applications? You've come to the right place. Join us weekly on Spicy Techie, where Ali. Makara and Sienna provide insightful conversations as well as useful tips and tricks to help you along on your technological journey. To learn more, tune in to the show and like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search for Spicy Techie. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Um, I mean, and anytime you get a big explosive one like that, it makes it a lot easier. We, we felt we could go on drives. We, we just had to get it going. I mean, I think we had four in the first half. I want to say we scored on two of them, had a pick on one, and um, and then punted on the other. And I mean, credit to their defense. I mean, they mix things up. They play really hard. Um, 
we thought if we could get it going and make it a game on both sides, it would be a matter of time before we could score some points. But the way their offense was going, their defense doing a couple things to get us off the field. Um, but once BA made the play, it kind of unlocked it with such an explosive and, and kind of unlocked the whole team because right after getting that turnover that I believe get forced, um, that was huge. And right after that, you could feel the whole momentum with our players on our sideline at the stadium kind of flip. And um, he felt it was on after that. Um, I mean, we knew they were a good running team going in. Um, it only takes a couple guys. And we had a couple eight man fronts. And um, there's that two that I saw that we got one guy out of a gap. And when that happens, you get right to that middle third player. And I mean, that's 15 at the best. And then they got, they had a good, real good call on that reverse. That was probably their best luck that they got us in. Um, but we had a couple missed tackles, a couple guys out of gaps, and it was um, it's hard to win like that. Um, but the guys tightened it up there in the second half and got it done. Talk about an halftime. What adjustments did you want to make heading into the second half? Um, and we, we just go over or we come up with eight plays to go over with the offense and how we're going to start it out and go with them. And the defense goes and they all meet and they break up and they talk about all the different positions and um, we just them up before. And so, guys, it's it's only 17 points. It's been a lot of football games where you're down 17 points. We're starting with the ball. Um, it's, it's, it's plenty of time to come back, plenty of points to come back. But regardless of any of that stuff, we're not going out like this. We've got to be a lot more aggressive here in the second half and um, in everything we do, um, offensively, defensively, specialties. Um, I thought we switched up a little bit more, tightened up on some things um, with some pressure, some man coverage. And um, the guys didn't want today to be the last day. And we put ourselves in a hole, but they played like it in the second half and we were able to get the ball to bounce the right way and we made up for what we did in the first half. Scrambling. What's that? I thought it was the difference between winning and losing. Um, he made some big plays with his legs, um, getting out of the pocket, moving the chains and some first downs, getting some explosives. And he competed his ass off today and it wasn't easy for any of us, but uh, he kept grinding and it was unbelievable there in the second half. Um, I mean, that's up to you guys to decide. I never, I never thought it had started. And then, I mean, coach a long time, guys play a long time. I get some of those circumstances, but never felt like we didn't have a team that could come back or win a game like that. Um, had to do it today. I'm going to matter the most. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to think about that. You know, I didn't watch any of their game. Um, wasn't sure who won it until someone told me right before we won. That is the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Once again, like I said, links will be provided in the description below of the episode. And welcome back into Championship Weekend. It is the final edition of the post-game show. And on this edition, like I said before, how we try to do some game balls. We won't do game balls for this one. However, we have done game balls in the pregame. We didn't do game balls for this one because we ran out of time. I am your host of the program, Thomas McGregor. 
And as I mentioned, Penguins fans will receive Penguins post game when the Winnipeg Jets hit the ice of Pittsburgh for the first of two meetings, having a record coming into the All Star game, the All Star break in that in that case. 30 wins, 12 losses, 5 overtimes. They'll be facing a team of the Pittsburgh Penguins record. 22 wins, 17 losses, 7 overtimes. Who will be covering you on Penguins postgame? We'll find out as the days go through. But for right now, the NFC thoughts on the conference game, and then it's time to wrap up this show. So this was a never-see-coming game for me a little bit because I thought Detroit actually had it. And then, very early on, I actually thought San Francisco was going to take care of business against Detroit, and they did. But they ended up coming from behind. And while Detroit was trying to find a way back for a late comeback win after they had the lead for pretty much the entire game. They couldn't capitalize on the offense of trying to make it to Super Bowl 58. So, they tried, they came up short, San Francisco came from behind and found a way into Las Vegas. And that's what I call bouncing back. All right. In short, if I could name this game in two words or less, I would say that this game was very entertaining. And very thrill riding. It was like a thrill ride. One minute, one team's lead. Next minute, the next team's leading. And the other team's trying to come back after they had the lead for almost the entire game. Once again, the final scores of the AFC and NFC Championship game of 2023's NFL playoffs. 
as we've got one more game to go. Note that we are into the NFL 2024 regular season, preseason, and playoffs next football season, which is currently for some teams in the offseason already. But the 2023 NFL playoffs wrap up on Super Bowl Sunday, which is one or two Sundays from this week. Your final scores of each game, Detroit Lions end their playoff season in San Francisco. Losing to a score of 34 to 31. The Chiefs go on to face San Francisco in Las Vegas. Beating the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 10. Eliminating the Baltimore Ravens on the road. And keeping the Baltimore Ravens at MT Bank Maryland Stadium. In an attendance record at Levi Stadium, we had 71,824 fans in attendance. On the AFC game, the attendance record in the station as we come to our closing message, which is right around the corner. MNT Bank Stadium, Baltimore, Maryland, brings us an attendance record of 71,439 fans in attendance. Well, my football friends, it is time to prepare for the off-season officially for the remaining teams that are on their way to play Super Bowl 58 in the Chiefs of Kansas City. And the 49ers of San Francisco. Who wants Lombardi more? San Francisco? Or Kansas City? Should be a good one. As I want to say, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for listening to it. I hope the show was enough for you to take into no matter how long the show is when our closing message takes place which is coming up but that is it for the football season on sports for beginners until further notice i have been your host of the two football playoff shows pre-game and post-game for Super Wild Card Weekend. 
and championship weekend with the AFC and NFC championship now awarded to the teams in the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers winners against Baltimore and the Detroit Lions by scores of 34 to 31 in the nightcap and 17 to 10 in the afternoon in Baltimore, Maryland. And Saint and Santa Clara, California, with Levi Stadium. That is it for football. I am out. Our closing message is next. But before we get to the closing message, our host, who has joined us for the final portion, has some news to bring out. Let's get that news out of the way. Our closing message is next. That is it for me. Go love one another. Have a great day. Have a great night if you're listening to this at nighttime. If you're just getting up, have a great day. And if you are getting up from an afternoon nap, have a great rest of your day. Peace, everyone. See you next football season. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for Thomas to bring us these two shows. We we just might cover Super Bowl Sunday between the Chiefs and the Niners. But stay tuned to the website for updates on that. The one thing I can tell you, I will be in the studio when the Penguins and, yes, I said and, the Winnipeg Jets go head-to-head. From the Steel City in Pittsburgh. Expect the post game show happening the day after the game on Wednesday, February 7, 2024, ahead of the conclusion. And I say conclusion. Of our three-episode season three premiere event, where season three of Sports for Beginners 
will officially begin. And also, that will be on February 9th, Friday, February 9th, 2024. No guests on this show, but speaking of a guest, we do have a guest lined up for episode four of season three, which even though we're three episodes into season three, with this three episode season three premiere event wrapping up on February 9th, Twenty twenty four. In the fourth episode, which is however you want to call it, whether it be the second episode exactly or the fourth episode as we're calling it, regardless, join myself. And host or co host, rather, of the fan morning show along with JD Bunkus, or rather, Ben Ennis. And host, and maybe sometimes co host. Of the Leafs Nation pre and post game show on the fan 590. Brent Gunning will be making his Sports for Beginners debut on episode four of season number three. More Penguins hockey to come even after our chat with Brent Gunning, including a very special season three episode that is all about Penguins hockey. More on that another time. All I can tell you is that this will be a episode post-game edition of Penguin's post-game. And whether it's an hour, two hours, whatever, it's a very special one for Penguin fans and fans of Mario himself. Sorry, not Mario himself. Yamir Yager himself. Yamir Yager is going to be in Pittsburgh for Celebrate 68 Weekend 
when the Penguins take on the Can the Kings, excuse me, not the Canadians. I almost said the Canadians. And that will be our full focus for episode five of season three. Before that, however, the Pittsburgh Penguins will be in action and we'll get you ready for that game when the three episode season three premiere event wraps up as we get you ready for a back to back between the Penguins. And the Wild. And then the teams you see behind me. The Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Winnipeg Jets. They will do battle again. On Saturday. February 10th. 2024. Before. Super Bowl weekend on February 11th. Stay tuned to the episode where we talk about Jets and Penguins on Penguins postgame. Immediately going to be followed by Super Bowl weekend, as we'll set up Super Bowl weekend. And on that note, we will note you into what's going to be happening with the program. When the Penguins play the Florida Panthers on Valentine's Day, on the 14th of February, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then when they play in the Windy City at 8.30 p.m. Eastern against the Blackhawks, we'll let you know who the hosts of those programs will be. And those will be two episodes of Penguins postgame, all going to be all going to be bonus content before our special, and I say special, episode 
recap of pens versus kings. On that note, it's time for Thomas to take us out. And again, I want to remind you, stay tuned to the Sports for Beginners website, whichever one you prefer to go to, whichever link, which will be provided in the description of the episode. Whichever link you feel will get you more information or at least the information you need to hear. Stay tuned to those for an update if we are doing a Super Bowl Sunday post-game edition or pre-game edition ahead of Chiefs 49ers That said, Thomas, take us out. Our closing message is next. Thank you so much for listening, all who are listening to the Sports Beginners podcast. And before the music starts taking us out, with the closing message to follow, I would just like to remind everyone that listens to our program that each show of Sports Beginners podcast, not including Leaf Reaction, is a Sports Beginners program production. Any accounts of unauthorized use without the express written consent of the Sports for Beginners podcast, consent of the hosts, myself or Scott, or anyone who brings content onto Sports for Beginners, is strictly prohibited. The content owners that own the content we provide on this program is under fair use of the law of the law and all rights of unwanted content on sports for beginners go to the direct vote owners of the content whether that be the football teams that we've covered or just the sport in general. Take us out, closing message.
Sports for Beginners, thank you for listening to another edition of Football Content Championship Weekend Postgame on the Sports for Beginners podcast. We'd love to thank everyone for joining us on another great edition of Football Content. Thank you so much for the hosts who love to bring us this content on the Sports for Beginners podcast. For more information on how you can learn more about the content we provide, join us on the Sports for Beginners podcast official website by going to Sports for Beginners number zero dot WordPress dot com. Search up the show on Facebook by going to Sports for Beginners Facebook page, either on your Facebook app or the official website of Facebook. Follow our host on Instagram at their Insta handles SMC underscore 87. And T M underscore zero zero. Until next football season, football fans, Buffalo Bill fans, and Dolphins Nation, the Sports Freakiners podcast is saying, See you next season, football fans. Until next football season and reminding you that on every portion of sports for beginners it is never goodbye it is always until next time we'll see you next year football fans presenting your super bowl 58 contenders on the closing message the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. We're out for now, but we thank you as always for joining us.